know, eventually it's going to be that for every year. It's, you know, they're one of the four teams in the district that we're talking about. I, I want to go ball. This team wants to go ball. I mean, that's why you do this. Hey guys, welcome back to the Bear Blitz podcast. Man, it's always great to hear that audio from Coach George. That was 2017. Uh, Coach's show there at Campus Corner in Norman. Um, I believe that was after week three when we were 3-0 and at the time. Or it may have been before the Piedmont game. But um, that was just a great year. You know, he basically predicted the end of the year. Be practicing on Thanksgiving, so... I always like to pull that up before the Ardmore game and just listen to it and use it as the uh, intro for this uh, big game we have coming up next week. But looking back at Southeast, man, Bears, they just rolled, probably played. um, You know, they probably played one of their better games out of the year. You didn't – the offense didn't have to do too much because they had so many turnovers. But Bears got the big win, 54-7. to They got their third straight win over Southeast, uh, over Southeast Spartans since joining 5A1. Um, Noble played a great game, especially with guys out. Uh, we were missing Brandon Harper. Uh, he's out with an ankle injury. I'm hoping to have him back uh, this week for Ardmore. And Caden Domini, of course, he's out. For- and um, Trevor Showers has been a good special teams player this year. Um, he was also missing in that game. Uh, big shout-out to Luke Conley. He got the Reynolds Ford MVP game ball. Uh, he has had some nice disruptions in the Southeast quarterbacks. Well, they played a couple, two or three different quarterbacks, and he was in the backfield all night, as well as picked up a fumble for an offensive score, or a, a, picked up a fumble for a score there on defense. <laughs> Um, but the story of the game, man, Noble had six picks in the first half and three defensive scores. Noble was up like 13-0 to and hadn't even played an offense yet. So, um, And they were up 20-0 to and only had just a few plays on offense. But So they didn't have to do much on offense before they had a pretty nice lead in this game just basically due to the mistakes that Southeast was making. Um, it's almost like Southeast – and the week before, you know, pulled out all their tricks against Altus and got that big win, 44-2, to and just was out of gas to play Noble this week, I guess. But it was tough because they only had about nine players or so um, on their sideline that they could switch in and out. So they didn't even have a, a complete two deep, basically. So it was pretty, pretty tough for them. Um, Shout-out to Logan Kirby. He's a freshman. He was a fill-in for Brandon Harper, I think, who was out this week with the, the bummed ankle. Um, and like I said, to expect him back next week. But Logan Kirby, he made some really good plays, had a uh, the interception, then he ran back for a touchdown, um, and some other great plays on defense as well. Also, shout-out to Seth Wall. He had multiple catches in the game. Hey, Jessica decided to join us tonight. Sorry. And – 
you know, Seth Wally caught a touchdown there in the same end zone. He caught one last year. Uh, one one catch went for nine yards, and the other catch was for the touchdown. And he also had a sack in the game for a four-yard loss. So but I guess he just likes playing at Southeast, so especially in that mm-hmm. in that north end zone, you know, where he got to see his dad last year. That's pretty cool. But sorry for the, the sound quality. may not be quite as good tonight. It's Thank been... you, Random Ice Storm 2020. Yeah, yeah. It was a crazy couple days. We just got our power back on, just got back home, so I didn't want to take the time to get everything set up. But my plan was to release this earlier in the week. But like... All the weeks have been, it just didn't happen, so um, we're still... Uh, we'll get it together at some point. Yeah, so... And, probably not. I'm probably lying to you. Yeah, keep Jessica's grandma in your prayers. She still needs prayers. I think as of right now, she's back, back in, in the She's back in the hospital dealing with uh, just a little bit of everything. So definitely keep her in your prayers. And um, shout out to Tavian Givens. He had a great night. Um he was in the backfield a lot on defense and had uh, some great coverage on kickoffs. He was in there some more on uh, special team kickoffs. And he actually played some quarterback there in the second half, did some more uh, running stuff and zone read stuff. I think that's the first time I've ever seen him at quarterback. I don't know what his history is there, but maybe that's something we see some more of in the future. And I was kind of wondering kind of who our backup QB was. You know, I think in a punch it would probably be chilly, but – in it we just we just hadn't seen a blowout like that where we would see a, a young quarterback come in so that was kind of cool to see who they would put in there um how about that kicker jessica hey this is my favorite topic to talk about <laughs> we got a new kicker guys hopefully he sticks around for more than one week um, <laughs> oh, yeah he is a junior his name is uh, christian hernandez um he has some good kicks yeah junior number 19 as uh, his uh first week playing uh, yeah, he had some some nice kicks. Was, he at, hit his at, first one. There at the beginning, it was like, make one, miss one. Make one, miss one. But I think it was more our line, not blocking and giving him a chance. Yeah, yeah well, there is one that he kind of kicked into the line. But for the most part, he had he had some good kicks. I know they're on the OSN broadcast. They're chanting for him to get in there for a, a late field goal when they kind of got down there close. But they didn't ever put him in to try field goal. But um just uh, hey, I'm okay. you got looking at, better. Yeah, yeah. It was, it's always good when you can have a few kickers uh, to go around because you know how, well, just looking at the Duncan game. The Duncan game, we lost by three points, and Duncan sitting at second place. Still think we need to get a hold of that soccer coach, whoever that is. Yeah. Well, I think I think this guy is – I think he's from the soccer team, I think. Well, Don't quote me on that. But high school kickers come from. Yep. Noble had 55 plays for 272 yards of total offense. They didn't have to have a lot of offense. Their defense did a lot of scoring for them. But uh, had 80 yards of rushing on 41 attempts. They went 6 of 14 on the pass completions and attempts. Uh, 192 passing yards. And here's the, here's the crazy stat of the night. So Southeast threw seven interceptions. And Noble completed six passes on offense. So what? who? Are you reading that right? Yeah, yeah. So Noble was six of fourteen passing on offense, 
And Southeast and had nine. So Southeast had more turnovers than we had no, 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 pass no. completion. No, listen. Our defense caught more balls from Southeast than our <laughs> offense caught more balls from Colin Fisher. <laughs> That's crazy. That's bad. I shouldn't laugh at that. But I don't know even how that how that happens. But, but were were they all were they all interception? Well, okay. Yeah, they're catching their interceptions. I was thinking. I was trying to think if there were any fumbles. Well, that that that's just the interceptions. Yeah, they. I think they. Let's see the fumbles. Well, turnovers. They had nine turnovers, so they had two fumbles. They lost two fumbles, and they had uh, seven interceptions. How many passes did the Southeast quarterback throw. Uh, well, they they played two or three quarterbacks. Um, passing attempts, they were twelve of thirty three. Oh, that's more than I thought because I thought every time the guy threw a pass, we were picking it off. Well, no, just a third of the time. <laughs> <laughs> Penalties, Noble was pretty good there. Two for twenty yards. Southeast had seven for fifty yards. Um, fourth down conversion. Conversions, Noble was 2 of 3, so that's pretty good. But, yeah, passing stats, 12 of 33 for 41 yards with Southeast. They, he threw one touchdown, which I had a really good highlight of. I was like, man, I should send that to that kid, but I just deleted it. And he had seven interceptions. Oh, you should have sent that highlight to that kid. That'd but nice. it was trying to be all artsy because I thought we were going to pick it off, and they threw a touchdown pass when I had the good, the good uh, camera shot set oh. up. I'm like, oh, well. And, of course, Colin Fisher, he completed 50% of his passes, 6-12. And he only played in the first half. No, take that back. I think he came in on one play in the third quarter when the younger guys weren't getting it done and they wanted to hurry and get a score on the board. It's like they wanted to shut it down at 50 and we had 46. So they yelled for the second-team offense to come back out there, or the first-team offense. And one play, Chili Lorenz, down the middle of the field for about – 50 yards, and that was all she wrote. That was just one play, right? Yeah, but they still didn't run the clock. Huh? They still didn't run the clock. No, they weren't going to run the clock. No. Southeast did not agree to run the, run the clock in the second half, even though they are losing by about 46 at halftime. But um, uh, rushing stats, Colin Thomas had 16 rushes for 67 yards. Barrett Carley had... Nine rushes for 26 yards, and LT had a couple rushes for eight yards, and Sparky had a couple rushes for five yards. And he had the freshman Logan Kirby for one rush, was stopped for no gain. And then the freshman Seth Scruggs for one carry for no gain. So, yeah, pretty pretty good night for the young kids to get in there. Um, receiving stats, two catches for LT Taylor for 105 yards. Chili Lorenz had two catches for 70 yards, and Seth Wall had the two catches for 17 yards. And it's almost like, is that even right? But it just, so many of those catches were from defense, Southeast. Yeah. <laughs> so, defensive stats uh, is Chili on top with three three solo tackles, Luke Connolly with two and a half tackles. Yeah, Chili had an interception, too. Yeah, Chili had an interception, and LT Taylor had two two tackles and two interceptions. No. Right there. Oh. Bryson Crawley had two tackles. Sparky had a tackle and a half. Seth Wall had a tackle and a half. And let's see, Cole Listel had an interception. Number 84. Is that right? 
How do I not remember him? And then Colton Hester, number 43. I believe that was his first interception he had of his career that I can remember. And then Logan Kirby with the two interceptions as a freshman. And one Pretty of good the, stats one there. One of the Crawley boys had the fumble return for a touchdown. I don't remember which one. The fumble return for a touchdown? Yeah. In the Southeast game? Uh-huh. It was right in front of me. Okay, I... Man, all those inter- all those uh, turnovers are because I videoed I videoed I lo- him running up to his dad. Okay, yeah, yeah, I remember. And I, I just well, they did one at uh, Lot and Mac too, and I just got done editing that video. It really messes you up when you try to edit these videos when you're behind, and you try to talk about a game that just happened when you've just been watching film from another game, and then I've I just watched a lot today. So because we were without power, but I had. Uh, my laptop charged up. I wasn't working for uh, my regular job because I didn't have internet, but I was able to watch videos. So that's about how that went. Um, but the power's back on. Woo! Yeah. But that's uh, about do it for the stats. Um, we're going to catch a quick break, and we will be for this. All right, welcome back to the Southeast post-game show. Caleb and I are breaking down the game. Um, I think we're going to look at some scores from last week. All right, Caleb, got them ready? Yeah, I got the scores from around the district and 5A here. i just like to, to run through those over last week. Uh, Durant uh, lost one to Will Rogers, who was 0-7. So, man, that Durant program has kind of fallen off this year, which they've kind of been down for a few years, but... It was Piedmont taking it on the chin from Bishop McGinnis, which I kind of like to see. 33-14 to 14 over Piedmont, which we could end up facing Piedmont again if we don't get the win this week. we got to get into that and before we yeah, go, because I could, don't understand that. Okay, we'll, we'll talk about it. We could end up traveling to Piedmont again. But um, Bishop Kelly, 49, East Central, 7. Uh, Ardmore lost to El Reno, 34-16. to 16. Um, Shawnee lost to Coweta, 34-7, and it was Noble over Southeast, 54-7. McAllister shuts out Edison, 21-0. And Pryor beats Sepulpa, 33-18. It was Tahlequah over Glenpool, 34-0. And here in our district, Lawton Mack over Altus, 61-6. So that is Altus still without a win this year. And it's Nathan Hale getting beat by Claremore 50-2. to And, of course, uh, the Duncan Capitol Hill game was canceled due to the Capitol Hill not playing due to players. Uh, Woodward beat Guyman 55-14. And it was Collinsville all over Memorial 70-6. to But, so, that's kind of your scores from this past week. Looking at the district standings after eight weeks, um, our district – as did District 2, they kind of – so 5A1 and 5A2 kind of opted out of doing the whole where the coaches ranked the teams for the last three weeks where they were going to vote and make like a coaches poll. They basically are just going to use the uh, – basically the win-loss record, the basically the district standings to seed the teams. And there's a way they do it with the scoring if there's, any, if there's ties, but it doesn't look like our district's going to be – uh, very difficult. It might get crazy. I haven't really dissected it too much because 
I mean, every team that wants to is getting in. It's just kind of where they where they end up seating. So it's like not, not you know, no one's getting left out. So I don't think there's going to be any crazy hard feelings. And so everybody that wants to be in the playoffs yes. can be in the playoffs. Uh huh. Everyone that wants to play is going to play. So basically, you have uh, Capitol Hill who probably won't play in our district, and then in five A two is Western Heights that will not play. And those teams haven't been playing for a long time, just due to not due to COVID, but due to just other reasons and numbers of numbers of players they have and stuff like that. Gotcha. So it'll be if if the, if it were it to end today, it would be El Reno facing El Reno, which is the first place team in five A one, facing the last place team in five A two, which would be Guyman, and. You'll know why they don't do this every year because a lot of these first-round playing games are going to be like uh, South e- Noble Southeast bad of this week or probably worse because that El Reno Guyman, I mean, that's not – that's just crazy. I mean, crazy things happen in 2020, but I don't even know if something like that could happen in 2020. It's Listen, just... I am not – just <laughs> have lost power for close to 24 hours that's... due to an October ice storm. Yeah, October ice storm. That nobody knew was coming or prepared for. They said it was coming. Just they didn't talk it was gonna be like that though. Yeah. So then you would have MacArthur, who is a second rate team in five A one facing the which would be like the sixth place team in um five A two, which I actually said that wrong. Um El Reno, since they're first ranked, they would actually play the eighth ranked team which would have to be western heights i mean i still think they count as a team and that would actually give them a bye in the first round so that's how they do that they don't just move the teams up or down that the team actually gets a bye if the team that they're supposed to play isn't wanting to play because it would throw off the rest of the 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 seedings there so then you know macarthur would probably play guyman and then duncan would probably play um Piedmont and Noble would play, um, you know, Eisenhower or Piedmont or Woodward, just kind of how they they ended up falling there. Um, I would have to get the bracket out to really look at it, but basically that's how it goes. Eight plays one, two plays seven, three plays six, and so on. So right now today, based on the standings, we're four. If it ended today. We're four, so we would play number five, Eisenhower, Lawton. Yes, Lawton Eisenhower. We would pay. We would play Lawton Ike, and then say we win that one, then we would play the winner of the Carl Albert. We would play the the winner of the Carl Albert Guyman game, or the no. the, the the one seed versus our Carl eight seed. Carl Albert Altus game. Yeah, or we'd play whoever. Carl Albert. Yeah, basically we'd play Carl Albert. Okay. So, basically, I mean, looking at Noble's thing, I think the the best the best case scenario here, or let's see what I th- what I see happening is um, Noble probably. I think we can squeak out a win against Ardmore. It's going to be tough, but um, I mean we've never beat them up at our Noble Stadium. We've beat them down at their Noble Stadium. Hence why I've been calling it the Noble Stadium rivalry. Kind of cool. But, um, I, I mean, I, I just think we can get it done. We're playing a lot better now than we did at the first part of the season. It's going to be a little tougher without Caden Domini out there, but um, Chile's really come alive here in the past few weeks. 
And um, over the mono. Yeah, Collins. Collins been hitting his targets. Been playing a lot better. And just the number one reason I think we can beat Arbor. Arbor is just. I don't think they're quite the team they've been in the past, but I guarantee you they're going to be more ready for this game than any game they've been ready for because, well, we beat them last year to win the district title and did the whole chant, this is our house, down on their turf in in Ardmore. But uh, the game, for the last three years, this game's always been a big game. It's been tough. It's been uh, pretty much decided in the second half. I mean, the 2018 game, we were right there with them at the half and then gave up a late uh, interception for a return touchdown and I think ended up being down a, a touchdown or two at the half. But those other two games were just nail biters down there at Ardmore. Probably probably those two games are probably some of the, the best games we've been to since we've been doing Bear Blitz, both of those at Ardmore. What did you think? Those two at Ardmore? Yeah, they've been some of the best games. Yeah, I mean, mostly because they, they meant something and we won them both. But uh, it's going to be a fun one. And we'll I'll try to get another podcast out and we'll try to dissect Ardmore a little bit more because I hadn't really had time to look at them. And I'll release that maybe uh, late tomorrow night or early Friday morning when I get to it. Yeah. Something else doesn't happen here. As long as we but, keep the uh, power and 2020 plays nice. Yeah, so keep watching for that. And, uh, you know, shout out to all those players for playing. You know, they've really – I mean, really the past three weeks they've really played some uh, – I mean, you get you get the big win at Altus. You have a chance going down. Looks like you could beat Lawton Mack and you lose by six. That was just so tough. And then you get the – really a big win against Southeast here. And – um. The Daily Oklahoman had Southeast pick to win 20 – or uh, had Noble pick to win 28-21 over Southeast. So, I mean, they had, they had that thing picked a touchdown difference, which most of the games this year, you know, they've had Noble either a touchdown or two down or touchdown or two up. So, that's just crazy that we would go out there and – I mean, even though it was Southeast, I think Noble really went out there and made a statement with what they did. Just because, yeah. I mean, I, I, there's no way I would have picked us to win by 50 points. But um, it's just, I mean, they went out there and took care of business. So hopefully, you know, they've got to practice some this week, had a couple of good days of practice. I'm not sure what they've been doing. If you didn't feel I put one on Facebook, and it looked like the Ice Bowl of 1985. So it was pretty crazy. I just looked, sorry, I looked down at my recorder. Since we're using my phone in here, it looks stopped. So hopefully it's still going. But um, I think that's about going to wrap it up. You got any final words, Jess? Yes. Come to the game. Don't sit at home watch it on TV. We all know you're bored of your house. You haven't had no power. Drive on out. It'll be good. The weather's going to be better. Yeah, I think it's supposed to be pretty nice on Friday. Just, uh, yeah, if you're in town and can make it to the game, make it out there. I know last week was kind of cold. At least it wasn't rainy, but it was a little cold. But, yeah, I mean, if, if you can make it out there, please do, because I will say that um, uh, was probably the fewest fans I've seen at a game in a long time. five or six years. And, and notice that. I'll, t- I'll tell you that. The coaches do notice. Well, that's the the, players notice. the coaches and the players, that's just the first thing they said coming onto the field, you know, man, where's all our fans at? And there's, I mean, there's several reasons that could be due to it, the weather was cold. Uh, you got the coronavirus, 
You had other people dealing with just other things. You got the, you know, OSN network. You can watch it online. That's great. Uh, I don't have anything against the OSN network, but if it's just, you know, people that, that just decide not to come out to the game that live six blocks away down there, you know, like in Forest Hills, I mean, come on. You got to make it to the game and say, and support this team. It's just what you got to do to keep building this program. And uh, Bear Blitz's main goals is to keep building the program. So I'm going to talk what, about it. I think what we should do, Caleb. What? Here's an idea. what are we going to do? Well, let's talk about this a little bit more. No. Oh. I think. Do we have some stickers left? Stickers left? Yeah. I don't know why. Probably. I think the first five people that share this podcast and encourage people to come to this game should get a sticker. How about a sticker? And a mask. Ooh, I, I'll do that. A okay, and a mask. if you get to the end of this podcast and listen <laughs> all the way to the end, uh, share share the podcast and, and support and invite people to come out to the big rivalry game this Friday, 7 o'clock, Noble Stadium. Invite them to come out on your uh, Facebook page, tag Bear Blitz, you know, make sure we see it. And if you don't see that we see it, you know, somehow uh, send us a screenshot. Because if you have it on private on Facebook, sometimes I won't see it. Or, you know, if you retweet it, tweet, talk about it on uh, Twitter, you could do that also. But screenshot it, send it to us. Uh, my uh, cell phone is on Facebook. And also um, emails bearblitz16 at gmail.com. Bearblitz16, the year we started uh, doing videos. So that's where that comes from. But send that to me, and we'll mail you a Bear Blitz mask. Shoot, mail. I'll bring it with me to the game. You can wear it on Friday night. <laughs> yeah, we can, we'll bring it to the game, or, or we can mail it to, to you. I anything to do tomorrow. Okay. Jess we will be trimming school. trees tomorrow, apparently. Well, we all have school, so. All right, well, I think that's about going to do it. But like, share, follow Bear Blitz highlights. Also, I put a ton of videos on today because I was down – and Noble sitting on some OEC internet, which is way better than my internet here. So all the videos I'd never gotten able to put on uh, Facebook, I went ahead and uploaded them to Facebook today so you can see those. But anyways, also, I think that's... shout what, out to Caleb's parents for taking in the refugees today. Yeah, shout out to my parents for keeping us warm today. But I think that's going to do it unless Jessica interrupts me again. No, I'm but, good. We will, uh, if I see some stuff come out about Ardmore, I might try to get another podcast out um, and talk a little bit more about them and just kind of see what happens or how, how busy we get. But we'll try to, and maybe I'll try to get someone on and, and try to get some more audio this week. It's just been tough with all the COVID stuff, and I just don't want to be the reason that some of these players have to come down quarantine because um, I try to keep my distance because I'll – be honest with you, I mean, I haven't felt the best for like all all season and neither has Jessica, but you know, it's it's allergy yes, it season is. and uh we just kind of feel like this every year, but I don't know. I'm just keeping my distance these days. But anyways, I think that's gonna do it. Thank you for listening to the Bear Blitz podcast. This has been uh post game southeast. Noble gets the big win, fifty four to seven. Thanks for listening, guys. It's going to be that for every year. It's, you know, they're one of the four teams in the district that people are talking about. I, I want to go.